0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Breaking balls hit well, right center field. Going back, Laureano. He's on the warning track, and it's gone! Josh Reddick, a two-run homer, puts the Astros on top. 2-1 to one with his sixth home run of the year. Swing
1: and a miss. Got him with another fastball in, and that is five strikeouts for Justin Verlander, who has tied Cy Young on the all-time strikeout list, 2,806.
0: That's tied for 21st all-time. That is cool, man. Here's a 1-2. Breaking ball, strike three, outside corner, and you're looking at 21st. On the list of all-time strikeouts, Justin Verlander surpassing Cy Young. How about that? 2,807 strikeouts
1: in Verlander's illustrious career, which is still going strong. Verlander brings the hands together, straightens up as he comes set. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Olson goes down on a slider, and the inning is over. Justin Verlander, eight complete, and he strands a pair. Torinos drives it deep to center field. Lariano racing back, still going back, looking up. See you later! A two run homer to dead center for Robinson Torinos, and it is 5 to 1 Astros. He's A's down to their final strike. The 2 2. Swing and a miss. Struck about on a curveball, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros have taken the first two from the Oakland A's winning tonight by a final of five to one. Astros victorious in four of their last five games. There comes a time in everyone's life
2: when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city.
0: This is why we
2: play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1 877 9 Astros.
1: Greetings from Oakland Coliseum in Oakland, California, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three game series against the Oakland A's. Astros looking for the sweep today after taking the first two games, including a 5 1 win yesterday. Justin Verlander allowed a lot of run, struck out eight over eight innings to get the win. Josh Reddick, Robinson, Chirinos, each added two-run homers as the Astros have won four of their last five A's, have lost four in a row. Astros 39-20, first in the AL West, eight and a half games ahead of the Rangers, and they're nine and a half games ahead of Oakland, which comes in with a record of 29-29 and 29 and third in the division. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Garrett Cole getting the ball for the Astros today. And Garrett Cole, top strikeout pitcher in baseball this year, leading the majors in both strikeouts and strikeouts per nine
0: inch. Yeah, and among the American League starters, it, nobody throws harder as, as far as the qualifying starting pitchers in baseball. He's got that great four-seam fastball. He's got the slider, the curveball. I, I believe the curveball and slider have been lagging a little bit his last couple of starts. I see a bit of a deceleration right at the end of some of those pitches. So I would imagine as diligently as he works and with all the equipment the Astros are able to obtain, he can look at some of those things and rectify what he's been doing with those pitches. But still with that fastball, still punched out 12 in his last game. And like you said, he's on pace to strike out 300 Mm -hmm. uh, this season. That just doesn't happen very often. It definitely doesn't. And Chris Bassett getting the
1: ball for the oakland a's and he's had a, a solid year coming off a bit of a rough one his last time out against the angels though.
0: yeah you know what he's pretty good too though he's, he's got a, a three-quarter angle with his fastball and he's doubled up on the four-seam fastball compared to last year and that seems to be the trend in baseball these days right i mean right everybody with the uppercut swings trying to get the launch angle uh, they have a bit of an uppercut so you want to go with that four-seamer up so he's ad- adopted that and to go off of that, that four-seam fastball, he's got a really slow curveball. His curveball comes in and in the high 60s a lot of times, so a big disparity between the fastball and the off-speed pitches for Chris Bassett, and you know, the Astros have a lot of uh, the guys out of the lineup, so a lot of the young guys who haven't seen him anyway, so they just go up there and, and see it and hit it, just wait for the pitch to come in, in the strike zone. And I kind of like that. You know, you get a pitcher that's not used to some of these hitters, I think sometimes that can work in your favor.
1: Keys to the Game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, one of the big keys for the Astros to win the first two games of this series here in Oakland has been some outstanding defense. Rondon
0: delivers and that's a ground ball and it's snagged by Mayfield. What a grab and a throw to first base to get Simeon diving to his right. Jack Mayfield just off the bench. boy Mayfield and an excellent run scoring save for Jack Mayfield. That's grounded sharply past Presley. Kemp dives, fields it behind second, throws to first in time. How about that, Tony Kemp? That was a sweet play. That looked like it was taken it for center field easily. Head off the end of the bat down the left field line, racing over his
1: straw, and he runs it down and then goes into a headlong dive.
0: Outstanding play by Straw for the final out of the inning, showing off that speed. First pitch to Simeon. That ball's ripped to left field and deep. Miles Straw back onto the warning track. He might have room, and he does. Puts it away. A strong throw in and holds the runner to second on a bullet of a throw from Straw a long way, and he airmailed it all the way to third base. Steve, I think Profar was going to go to third on that, and then he saw how good the throw was and went back. Yeah, when you talk about somebody like Jack Mayfield on Friday night with the way he's able to come off of the bench mm-hmm. and make a game-saving play in the, in the hole with the infield in, that's phenomenal. Miles Straw uh, covering up so much ground in the outfield for the Astros and I just love the defici- defensive efficiency of the Astros that leads the major leagues and that's basically uh, getting outs on balls and play and it, it has a couple of things to do with it they pay attention uh, when they work on their defense they're talented but the other thing is they have very good positioning and it's paid off so far first two games of this series it certainly has
1: hope that continues this afternoon Astros and A's coming up next will here from Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno as we do every Sunday, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with Peanuts, Stadium Dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root,
0: root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season.
1: And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager as we are every Sunday and uh, the Astros winning the the first two games of this series against Oakland and we've seen a a rotating cast of characters in that leadoff spot Jeff with uh, George Springer going down and, and Miles Straw the latest and Straw you know we we talk a lot of times about his speed and just how talented he is in terms of stealing bases but seen him make some really good plays in the outfield gets good jumps out there as well he's not just a guy who can steal some bases
3: yeah, he's not one-dimensional, and we're really fortunate right now that we're able to fill in for our injured guys by bringing up players that can really contribute. And you know, Miles, he showed his speed, he showed his defense, and he's got a line-drive swing, and I think he's uh, ultimately going to be a pretty good hitter in the big leagues too. So, you know, he did give him a chance to lead off yesterday, and... Uh, you know we saw what jack mayfield was able to do defensively and uh you know stubs got hit his first time up and he'll be catching today so it's just nice these guys can come up and and help us win ball games while while our core guys are out
0: jeff backup plan wise do you have to go out there and just kind of scour around and see who might be available if some of the guys that are have been called up don't work out in the next couple of weeks
3: yeah, we do, and we've been doing that. We do that consistently, but you'd be surprised how many agents reached out to me when they heard our guys got hurt. There's a lot of ambulance chasers out there. <laughs> them, you know, a, lot of these, uh, a lot of these former major leaguers or current major leaguers have outs if they're in the minor leagues on June 1st. So, you know, there's a lot of players that would love to play for us, but right now I think we're going to stick with the guys we have. If, uh, if we feel like, you know, there's going to be any delays in Diaz or Springer or any of those guys getting back, then maybe we'll look at something else. Is
0: that typical, Jeff? June 1st is usually the outs for some of those guys that are in the minor leagues at the beginning.
3: Yeah, it's probably the most common out for for guys that uh, sign minor league deals that have big league experience because they want to be able to get a chance somewhere else.
1: You know, plenty of injured guys to talk about. One guy who's kind of been lost in the shuffle is Joe Smith as he works his way back from the Achilles injury and uh, that he suffered this offseason and workouts and Joe, down in Florida now, throwing to some hitters, so that's a, that's certainly a step in, in the right direction. Is he pretty much a, a, on the schedule you thought he was going to be at this point?
3: He's ahead of the schedule, and we're, we're excited to get him back. I mean, I hope he's back in, in, in our bullpen before the all-star break, but it could even be before that because he's already thrown off the mound, and when they go to Florida, they're going to get into a regular routine of, of throwing off the mound and throwing sides, and uh, he's looking good, he's feeling good, and, and he gives us a dimension of our bullpen that we don't have right now, so... Uh, it'll be nice, you know. It'll be nice to get him back.
0: And you, you get him back fresh, so you don't really have to look at the the games pitch or the innings as much with with Joe Smith. How do you feel right now with Osuna and Presley's workload? Do you feel pretty good where they're at?
3: I do. I think both those guys like to work, and what, when we see them getting challenges, is when they don't work regularly. And I know AJ does a good job. Like last night, he didn't have to go to eat or warmed up Osuna a couple of times, but. Uh, You know, normally in a 5-1 game, A.J. will probably use his closer, but I think he's trying to conserve uh, these guys a little bit because we've been relying on them pretty hard. But it's nice when you have Will Harris and you've got Rondon and you've got other guys in the bullpen that can step up and take some of those high-leverage games.
1: Hey, Jeff, I wanted to ask you about Corbin Martin. We've seen him make four starts in the big leagues. His next start is scheduled to be in Seattle tomorrow. And the first start obviously that debut was was outstanding been a bit hit or miss in the three starts since then kind of where are you guys at in terms of Corbin Martin right now I mean obviously you want to see him continue to develop he, he doesn't seem like he has a whole lot to prove down at AAA at the moment
3: no he doesn't and, and AJ and I talked about it before we brought him up that we really want to give him a real trial and not just a couple starts and see what happens and so you know, he will be making his fifth start tomorrow, like you said. But two of the last starts were against Boston and Chicago, two really tough teams. So, I think tomorrow night will be a good test for him. And you know, he's he's a guy that's got an electric arm. And and there's a there's a period that you have to get used to the big leagues. These big league hitters are better than anything he's seen before. So. You know, we're not going to let his development hurt our team, but at this point it's not, and and we're going to keep him out there until we feel like, you know, it's better for him to go back or we're losing games because of it.
0: Jeff, one pitcher who could have gotten called up instead of Martin had he gotten off to a better start was Forrest Whitley. You guys decided with with some arm fatigue to send him back to Florida just kind of get away from everything and rest his mind, you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, he he did say that he was uh, feeling something in his arms. We brought him to Houston, had him checked out and took pictures and everything. Everything looked fine. Uh, but but any time someone says that they're feeling a little bit of fatigue, we're going to gonna take it easy. And I think given the fact that he had not had success this year like we were expecting in AAA, there's a good opportunity to get him back to Florida, get him focused on his mechanics, get him focused on just getting uh, you know, his mind clear, and then he'll get a chance to get back out there. I think there's still plenty of time left in the season. So if he gets, uh, if he gets together like you know, we expect him to, he, sh- he could still be a factor this year
1: joined by Jeff Lunobi for the Astros wrap up this three-game series in Oakland, and uh, we've seen George Springer, Jose Altuve, Aledmiz Diaz all on the injury list. They are all on this trip with the Astros, and they've been working out early before batting practice, uh, trying to, to get healthy. Uh, Springer seems to be maybe the furthest away of, of those three. Uh, between Altuve and, and Diaz, do you have a feel in terms of who might be back sooner be- between those two?
3: I think yes, but it really is. Uh, we're we're kind of taking it day by day, and I think, like AJ said a couple days ago, everybody's going to have to go out on the rehab assignment. Um, so we'll know who's closer once we start sending guys out. But right now, they're working out, they're making progress. I'm really encouraged with what Springer's been able to do because he really couldn't even walk up the stairs, you know, a couple days ago, and then, you know, the other day at Minute Maid Park, he was running. and He's been he continues to run on the road, so. I'm, I'm encouraged i think we just have to assume that the first half of the show we're probably going to be without most of these guys but i'm hoping the second half will be fine and fortunately you know our guys fisher and, and everybody else has stepped up and if they continue to step up it, it doesn't put a whole lot of pressure on them to try to hurry up and come back right away
0: jeff one player that, that stepped up in, in the upper minor league level is josh rojas who we saw in spring training and uh... Kind of a, a complete package when you look at both defense and offense. Got off to a great start with Corpus Christi, hit 322, and now up in AAA, and he's killing it, too. What, what did you see with jo- Josh Rojas in spring training?
3: Well, he, you know, he did a nice job kind of hitting third baseman from University of Hawaii, and, and he's in contention for our player of the month. He's got He put up some extraordinary numbers this last month. Uh, so did Kyle Tucker and so did Jordan Alvarez, but we moved him up to Triple-A. I think he's a guy that we're now seriously starting to consider for spots if something comes up in the big leagues. But uh, just a good approach overall. He's got some power. He, he plays a decent third base and, and uh, just a guy that we're pretty excited about.
1: You know, speaking of Jordan Alvarez, obviously you see all these guys getting called up from Triple-A, from and Alvarez certainly has put up the, the best numbers of anyone down at triple a hasn't gotten to the to the big leagues as of yet is part of that because of some of the needs that you guys had and alvarez you know still i shouldn't say without a position but certainly the the defense the weakest part of his game
3: yeah i mean he's done a lot to to put himself on the map and he he deserves a chance to get to the big leagues this year and he will probably get it but the reality is right now you know we got michael brantley playing left field um, he hasn't really shown us that he can play first base. So it's, it's left field BH. And, you know, we have a really good offense right now. Even with the young guys that are substituting for some of our core star players, we're still producing runs enough to win games. So there's no real need or urgency to bring him up. But I do think that it's just a matter of time because he's has such a good approach. He's got so much power. They intentionally walked him three times a couple nights ago. I mean, that doesn't happen too often in the minor leagues. So this is, this is a guy that. Uh, his presence at the plate is looks like it's something that's going to work in the big leagues, and at some point we're going to find out.
0: Jeff, with the the draft taking place this week, you know you guys don't pick till 32nd in the first round, so you have no idea who's going to come to you. But I want to ask you how things have changed, maybe in the last few years, on how you evaluate some of the players that you, you might consider early on.
3: Well, uh, at 32, obviously we you know we have to look at a lot of different players and. We look at them from a variety of perspectives. We look at the traditional scouting perspective. We send scouts out to Uh get to know the players, to watch them. But we also look at all the information that we get for college players, even for high school players these days. They do showcases. You get a lot of not only the performance information, but you get the same technology feedback that we get for a lot of the big league players. So we can... You know, we have a lot of track man information. we got bat swing information, video, high-speed video, that sort of stuff that we use to evaluate our own players, and we can use it to evaluate amateurs, and it just gives you a more complete picture of what you're looking at. So uh, we're excited. We're not going to pick till late uh, tomorrow night, but but we're excited. We'll have two picks the first night, and, and hopefully we'll get two big leaders.
1: You know, you mentioned all that technology, and, I mean, it used to be where you really had to rely on the eyes of your scouts because a lot of that technology just wasn't available with, with co- at the college level or, or with high school kids how much of a difference has that made in terms of being able to to get so much inf- more information on on some of these measurables with 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 a lot of these draft eligible
3: players well, i think what it's done is allowed us to put separation between guys because you could have four or five scouts a particular player has a an average major league curveball and then you really don't have a lot of separation between those but now with the technology you can actually put them one through five and this this curveball is the best this one is is the second best and also you know we know what a major league curveball looks like very specifically using the technology so we can say does this curveball look like it's going to work in the big leagues and if so that's someone we want to take
0: when you look at a player you get some of the high speed looks at some of them can you determine on who might be a candidate to get injured because of some breakdowns in their mechanics
3: we try and we've been trying to do that for years and it's not just with the high-speed video it's also with just traditional video and Uh scouting look from from all the sides Um, we try and look at arm action and and see the delivery and try and figure out how much stress is on the arm it's an inexact science but i think we've done a pretty good job of it overall our minor league system has uh, had less arm injuries for pitchers than almost everybody else in baseball over the past five or six years and I think a reason is our scouts do a good job of identifying players that we probably should stay away from because they're high injury risk.
1: All right, Jeff Luno, Astros president of Baseball Operations, general manager, thanks so much for joining us and uh, look forward to hearing about some draft picks next time we talk
3: to you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: There comes a time in everyone's life
2: when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best